Welcome to Listen to Me, a multi-voiced exploration of the city with 21 guests sharing their personal experiences of Milan's contemporary art, architecture, design, music, fashion and literature. We explore each theme in four episodes. Let's delve into the first episode of this literary tour. In a letter to his mother, American writer Ernest Hemingway described Milan as the most modern and vibrant city in Europe. I can see the top of the Duomo Cathedral from the hospital veranda. It's really beautiful. It looks as if there is a huge forest. The hospital he was referring to no longer exists. It was where he was sent to recover after an injury on the Italian front during the First World War. In that hospital from where he could see the Duomo, Hemingway fell madly in love with a nurse who inspired the novel A Farewell to Arms. But Hemingway was not the only writer fascinated by Milan. A century before him, the French writer Stendhal became so enraptured by the city that he had the word Milanese engraved on his tomb at the Montmartre Cemetery. This fascination for Milan is not just because of its beauty. Among the host of writers who have lived here, Many of them have also explored the contradictions and more disturbing facets of the city, the dark side of the metropolis. For example, the writer Giorgio Scherbanenko, a true master of Milanese crime fiction, takes us on a detailed journey through its neighborhoods, revealing all the cracks in the glittering Milan of the economic boom era. His novels have inspired many films set in Milan, including Fernando Di Leo's hard crime films, which Quentin Tarantino defined absolute masterpieces. We asked Alberto Saibene, a professional in the publishing field and author of a number of books and films on Milan, why so many writers have chosen Milan as their city of choice or why they have become so captivated by it. Verga said that Milan is the most city-like city in Italy. So in a city where relationships are so immediate, intense and easy, where there has never been a real court, where bookshops have existed since the Age of Enlightenment, a city where there was a strong and significant Enlightenment movement, the likes of the Very Brothers, Beccaria, etc. This is the humus that has led Milan to become the capital of publishing in the 1800s. But publishing is still going strong in Milan. It's an ecosystem that works well. There is a popular event, which I would say, in this case, has become a part of the city life. Book City Festival. There are literary agents, publishing houses. A writer can write wherever they like. But the fact remains that there are writers aplenty in Milan. Also because, how can I say, um, in the past, a writer could not live by books alone, and pretty much not even now. And in Milan, there is an ecosystem built on editorial partnerships, but also publicity. But there is also a technical aspect. Books and broadcasts, etc., etc., need to be produced. And ultimately, that's the level of technical skill of the schools, including the state schools, which are of a really good standard. And this is really important. When it comes to books, Milan also has many bookshops. There are three near Duomo that we'd like to suggest. The first is the Bocca Bookshop, the oldest bookshop in Italy. 
Founded in 1775, the bookshop has survived Napoleon, the Restoration, the Italian War of Independence, and two world wars. It can be found in Galleria Vittorio Emanuele, Milan's glittering meeting place. Here you can find art books and rare ancient editions. The second is the Herpli Bookshop in Via Herpli. Established in 1870 by the legendary bookseller and publisher Ulrico Herpli, today Herpli is one of the city's largest bookshops, particularly famous for its technical and scientific texts. Alberto Saibene explains why Herpli is still so important more than a century later. I believe that the Herpli of today, which has been owned by the same family for five generations, still has the original DNA of its founder. That is, he was a man who believed in progress and, consequently, technical and scientific progress. But he also was a proponent of humanistic culture. He was Dante and Manzoni's publisher, for example. I think even someone from overseas can perceive this and the fact he believed culture should be for all. There are certainly many beautiful bookshops in Milan, but there's also that famous saying, if you can't find a book, go to Oepli. Obviously, with the advent of Amazon, this doesn't hold so true. However, if you can't find a book or if you're looking for a certain genre of book and you're not sure where to start, you can go to the Oepli and you will still find tables piled high with books and book clerks who can give you advice and help you find your way. This aside, you could say it's an integral part of the city's fabric. Architect Alessia Garibaldi, who frequently used the bookshop when she was a university student, also agrees. Absolutely. Especially the floor dedicated to architecture, obviously. They had all the international magazines, and at the time there was no internet. It didn't exist back then, so that's where you went. And I must say, the nicest thing was that they put up with you just being there. I wouldn't say let you study there, exactly, but because we were students, we were always looking at the price before buying a book. Shall I buy it? Shan't I buy it? So in some ways, there were a lot of people who were using Herpli a bit like a library. People went there to look at things, to read. The books were also a really good way to get ideas for a project. Now we have images, Instagram, things have changed. But bookshops are still really interesting places, for now at least. It's extremely well organised, divided into different floors, subjects. So it's still really easy and intuitive to use. The final bookshop in the district we'd like to mention is the small Colibri Bookshop and Coffee Shop in Via Laghetto. It's a really popular meeting place for young people, especially for cocktail hour, in the atmospheric streets that surround the state university. And metropolitan myth dictates that its rooms lead to an apartment with the graffiti of the famous American street artist Keith Haring. The three bookshops, Bocca, Herpli and Colibri, are all just a few minutes' walk from the stop Duomo on the red metro line M1. Finally, every autumn, Milan holds Book City, a big book festival for people of all ages, where you can meet writers and discover and explore the city's libraries and numerous literary events. 
This is the end of the first episode, but don't take your headphones off just yet. As promised, the next few episodes will take you to three important places in Milan's literary history, which will start at the Bagatti Valsecchi Museum. To listen to the next episodes, follow us on your favorite podcast platforms or visit www.casemuseo.it where you can also buy the Casa Museo card to visit the Poldi Pezzoli Museum, the Bagatti Valsecchi Museum and Villa Necchi Campiglio at a discount price. The Boschi di Stefano House Museum is free to visit. <laughs>